Let's talk about greatness. As a human being, I, I think humanity, we are drawn to greatness. We get excited about greatness, naturally. We always have. Um, but in our culture today with television and social media, it's almost worse because we are inundated with images of greatness. We, we see people being great at their craft constantly. It's, it's always before us, right? It, it keeps our attention. And sometimes it's just the, even the appearance of greatness. Maybe it's not true greatness, but everybody's trying to make themselves look great at who they are and what they do. Uh, just because we, we feel like, uh, who, who doesn't, who, who wants to not be great, right? Uh, greatness is, is in us. We love it. And I think in a culture like that, there's a reason why we, we often like to have these debates about who is the goat. Now, if you're not caught up um, on this, you're a little behind, but the, the GOAT is an acronym, like G-O-A-T, which means the greatest of all time. Uh, and the GOAT debate is usually surrounded by a, a particular person in their particular field or craft that we consider to be the greatest of all time at that particular craft, right? So some of these popular debates on this, and it's usually around sports, uh, and I think that's because sports has a lot more um, quantitative elements to it, like stats, how many championships and points and, and all those sorts of things. You can sort of add it up and it, it helps to determine who you think the greatest is, even though there's still some subjectivity to it. Um, the stats help us, right? And so sports tends to uh, feed these sometimes heated debates around who is the GOAT. Some of the most popular ones are uh, Tiger Woods, or Jack Nicholas, who is the greatest golfer of all time? Now, listen, don't even get me started on that one. Um, it's Tiger. Okay, you just got me started. It's Tiger. Actually, I think that debate really comes down to what your age is. <laughs> so I'm Tiger years old. Okay, that's just the end of that. A another popular GOAT debate is um, um, Michael Jordan or LeBron James, who's the greatest basketball player of all time. You hear other names thrown in, like Kobe Bryant, um, people like that. But usually it's Michael Jordan versus LeBron. Uh, again, heated debate. Some people say Michael Jordan. Some people say LeBron. Um, I, let me just say this, okay? I, I don't really care about this one. I, I don't really have a strong opinion. I think it's probably Michael Jordan uh, but I just got to say, usually in this debate, the Michael Jordan proponents always just go to one argument, which is that he has six championships, okay, which is true, and that's a strong argument, not taking that away, but I just got to say, you know, my, my father-in-law likes to point out the fact that Bill Russell has like 10, maybe 12 championships, but nobody's talking about Bill Russell being the GOAT. So, like, my point is, if you're a Michael Jordan proponent, like, you have so many more arguments to make. Don't just rely on the championship one, because if that's all you got, then Bill Russell's the greatest. Uh, but I digress. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, the point is, 
Now, let's just say Michael Jordan is, in fact, the greatest of all time at the game of basketball. Well, the reality is, is that it's just that. He is really, really, really good at a game called basketball. And that's it. Now, I'm not taking that anything away from that because that's an amazing accomplishment. The fact that he's even in the conversation is incredible. And it took years and years and years of hard work and discipline and dedication to do that. And that's inspiring. There's a reason why people like this inspire us towards greatness. It's because they put in the work. It's incredible. But at the end of the day, he's really good at a game called basketball. Tiger Woods, let's say he is the greatest at golf. Well, all that means is he is really, really good at a game called golf. Again, I'm not taking anything away from what those men have accomplished. But my point is this. What if I were to tell you that there was somebody who was actually the goat of all goats? Someone who is the greatest of all time, for all of life, all of human history, all the universe, all of humanity, this person is singularly the greatest to have ever lived on planet Earth. What if this person's greatness was so vast and so consequential that it demands your attention and has the power to truly change your life. Well, I want to suggest today that the scripture actually reveals that there is someone who meets that criteria. And there is a story in Matthew chapter 17 that I'm going to read for you that reveals this truth and who this person is. But before I jump into Matthew 17, I want you to think with me for a moment, like put on your imagination cap and uh, if you can, if you're sitting in a chair somewhere and you want to close your eyes to do this, you can. But if you're driving, please, by all means, uh, don't close your eyes. But imagine with me for a moment, you're, you're hiking up a mountain with three of your friends. You're hiking in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Okay. You're like, what, what does Blue Ridge, Georgia look like? Well, just imagine a Hallmark Christmas movie. And there you go. <laughs> you and your three friends hiking up this beautiful mountain trail and you're going up and up and up and up you get up to the very top of this one peak and at the top of that peak it opens up the tree line opens up and it's sort of this open field it's like a bald on top of the peak and you've got a 360 degree view all around you and you and your three friends are just standing around. You're like, wow, look at this. Look at the view. This is amazing. I'm so glad we made it up here. It's a wonderful moment. And then all of a sudden, one of your friends starts glowing. Like light shooting out of their skin. Their clothes turns white. Light is beaming out of their head, out of their hair. Like they are glowing. You're like, whoa, what's happening here? All right, so you're freaked out. And then all of a sudden, it gets weirder. All of a sudden, 
two people show up out of nowhere and it's Abraham Lincoln and Elvis and they're having a conversation with your friend who's glowing you're like what what is going on <laughs> this is crazy and then a voice comes out of heaven if you thought that was crazy enough a voice comes out of heaven and says about your friend who's glowing who's talking to Abraham Lincoln and Elvis and says this one right here this one is the one this one is the greatest so whatever they say do it now is insane and ridiculous as that story is that actually happened one day some 2,000 years ago I mean that insane unrealistic scenario actually happened and the story is found in Matthew 17 Verse 1, he says, And after six days Jesus took with them Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he, Jesus, was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said, Jesus, or Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. So this is an insane story, right? Like, what, what is going on in this crazy story where Jesus is glowing and Moses and Elijah show up? Like, what's, what's happening here? What is God trying to say in this moment? I think he's trying to say Jesus is the goat. And here's why. Scholars have looked at this story and, and although they acknowledge that it's strange and bizarre, but there are some things happening here that are apparent. And that is that you have Peter, James, and John, these, these young guys, Jesus brought them up there to experience this moment. And Jesus is glowing with radiance, a glory that they have yet to see before. They've seen Jesus do miracles. They realize Jesus is really cool and really great, but, but they have never seen a greatness on this level. And then all of a sudden, Moses and Elijah show up. These two legends of the Old Testament. Moses, who was the man of the law, right? The, the man who met with God face to face on Mount Sinai and received the law. Moses is there talking with Jesus. And then Elijah, who was one of the premier prophets during the prophetic ministry of God for the people of Israel, he did amazing miracles and stood up against evil and, and falsehood. Elijah's a legend. So here's Moses, who represents the law, and Elijah, who is a representative of the prophets. 
Jesus is outshining both of them. And at the end, both of them vanish from the presence of Christ and they saw only Jesus. What do people in those days call the Old Testament? They often called it the law and the prophets. And as some scholars have said, God is trying to say here that Jesus is greater than Moses and he's greater than Elijah and he is the fulfiller of the law and the prophets. He is the one who will bring it to completion. He is the goat. So Peter in verse 4 sees this happening and, and look what he says. It is good that we're here. If, if you wish, I will make three tents for you. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. So Peter here, he's got this plan, right? But, but Peter doesn't get it yet. Because in Peter's mind, he, he's thinking, wow, Moses is here. He's great. Elijah's here. He's great. Jesus is here. He's really great. I'll make three tents. One for each of them. As if all three of these men are on the same level ground. They're not the same. One is greater than the others. And I think the Father wants them to emphatically know this. And that's why the next thing it says, he was still speaking. Peter's still putting out his plan. God speaks from the cloud, from a voice from the cloud, and says, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. God, the Father, speaks out of heaven in an audible voice. How many times have you wanted God to do that before, right? <laughs> Just tell me what to do. Well, he does in this moment. He speaks and he says, this one, the one who's glowing, that's my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Jesus is the only son of God. He's the only one who is one with the father who came from God and put on flesh. And he's the only one with whom the father is well pleased. What does that mean? He's the only one who perfectly pleased the Father. And the good news in that is, like, none of us have pleased the Father. Everyone has fallen aside. Everyone lives in sin. Everyone has displeased the Father, except for Jesus. But Jesus came to offer a way into the pleasure of God through Himself. That's why Romans 5 says we've been justified by faith. Therefore, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We have peace with God. He's pleased with us through Jesus by being justified by faith in Him. Jesus Christ gave His life to give us His righteousness and to take upon our unrighteousness so that when the Father deals with us and looks upon us, He can look upon us through the pleasure of his son, Jesus. He's the only one who could do that. And therefore, he is the goat 
of all goats. He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and the goat of goats. And so the logical conclusion then is, listen to him. Of course, if Christ is the, the only Son of God, beloved of the Father, the only one who perfectly pleased the Father, then, then he is the truth. And he's good. You can trust his words, that his words are true, that his words are good, that he knows the way. Listen to him. Trust his word. Trust his Holy Spirit and follow him in obedience, knowing I am following the one and only Son of God who pleased the Father. And I believe his word. I trust his word. And I'll follow him. Because Jesus Christ truly is the goat of all goats.